Hi, everybody. Welcome to the December 2009 podcast from MikeGarrigan.com. My name is Mike Garrigan, and I will be your host for today's program. This is the first in a series of five podcasts featuring the album Voyage of the Malamander. Before I get into today's program, I'd like to mention that there are three upcoming shows in December. First, on Friday, December 18th, there's an Athenaeum reunion show at the Blind Tiger in Greensboro, North Carolina. You can find details for that show at www.theblindtiger.com. Second, there'll be a show Saturday, December 19th. This is also an Athenaeum reunion show at Amos's South End in Charlotte, North Carolina. Information for this show can be found at www.amossouthend.com. And thirdly, there'll be a show Saturday, December 26th at the Lincoln Theater in Raleigh, North Carolina, and this show will be different from the other two. It'll be an acoustic duo show with my friend Mark Cano, and we'll be opening for the band Weekend Excursion. And those dates are also posted at my site, MikeGarrigan.com. And I'll also repeat this info at the end of the program. So you notice that I'm back. Um, there's been a lapse in podcasts for a number of reasons, and now we, we've returned. Um, the last podcast was in April of 2009. Uh, there are a couple reasons why the podcast uh, needed to stop. Uh, first of all, I wanted to do something different. Uh, I was working on an album called The Return of Spring, and it was kind of getting stale, and I wanted to write some new material. Uh, and I was also out of material to feature on the podcast. We've run out of living room sessions and gone through most of the live stuff from the past year and a half, and uh, we needed some fresh info, so wanted to take a break there. Uh, another reason is I was finding that I needed to work on the studio business, and as a result, I decided to separate out uh, my studio website and studio life from my life as a recording and performing songwriter. Um, as a result, uh, the studio is now located at twoegrets.com, and this site, mikegarrigan.com, will primarily feature information related to my life as a singer-songwriter. Um, and there'll be a little crossover between the two because I do produce and engineer my own recordings, uh, but... On this podcast at MikeGarrigan.com, we won't be talking about mic techniques and studio details. Uh, that's what Two Egrets is for, and that's a separate business for um, my life as a songwriter for hire, uh, engineer, and music producer. And also, uh, with the podcast returning, there's going to be a new format, and I mentioned at the beginning it's the first of five in a series, um, and it's going to be more specific, um, won't be as general and musing. Uh, the other podcasts tend to be kind of a a uh, look back on my career, and this is going to be more focused on what I'm doing now more than anything. Um, and specifically, it's going to be about a new recording that I'm putting out uh, early next year. Uh, so before I get into uh, talking about why I'm putting out a new record and what that's all about, I just want to play a, a selection from it. And um, this song will probably sound familiar to you if you're a fan of my music because it was originally released and featured on my live album, Live at the Evening Muse. 
Uh, but here, the song is newly recorded within the framework and instrumentation of the new record. So the song is called Jenny, and I hope you enjoy it. She calls me on a Sunday Out of the blue How are you? I've been doing great There's so much I could tell you There's nothing I can say It's funny how it always seems that way I used to see her at parties See her in bars She never really knew that much of me Now every time she tells me You mean the world to me I wonder just how shallow that can be Because it seems there's no difference Between black, between white between wrong, between right Would you stay the night? Hey Jenny, if you're listening I'm wishing you the best Goodbye, I could not ask for less She's leaving for New York Leaving for Spain Leaving for Chicago in the rain She's leaving for the highway Between Phoenix and L.A. To me It's all the same Because it seems there's no difference Between black, between white between wrong, between right Would you stay the night? Hey Jenny, if you're listening I'm wishing you the best Goodbye, I could not ask for less Goodbye, I could not ask for less Goodbye I could not ask for less Okay, that was Jenny, an old song with a new perspective. Um, this past summer, I, I took a trip. Uh, actually, my wife and I took a trip together um, from Baldhead Island uh, to the Smoky Mountains. It was a cool summer vacation, and I didn't plan on doing any writing on the trip. Um, but, you know, as I went along throughout the, the journey, I kept getting song ideas here and there. It had been a while since I'd written something new, so I guess uh, my brain and creativity was, uh, was ready. And um, I happened to have a four-track recorder in my bag. So at the end of the trip, I came home with nine new songs written and, and kind of four-tracked. And um, when I got home, I felt led to record them in the studio. It just felt like the right thing to do. And what ended up happening was this new record. And the album, as I mentioned, is called Voyage of the Malamander. And I know that sounds like a funny title, maybe, but it, it seems to fit for me. And I think if you uh, listen with me over the next five months, 
And once the record is out, it'll make sense. Um, all the songs are central. Uh, I guess all the songs have a, a central traveling theme to it. And in the in the Smoky Mountains, um, pound for pound, there are more salamanders than there are bears. So there are lots of little creepy crawly things all over the place. And there were during that trip. And uh, the word malamander is kind of a twist on that word. Uh, take it for what it means, or whatever you think it means. So with uh, Voyage of the Malamander, the first thing um, I'd like to bring to light, I don't know if it was noticeable, but the instrumentation is somewhat different from a conventional rock, pop, or even acoustic album. Uh, the quote-unquote band that comprises the work, uh, it's a four-piece band, it's an acoustic guitar, a mandolin, an electric bass, and a floor tom that's peppered with some, I guess, ancillary percussion, but mainly just a big booming floor tom uh, that you'd find on a traditional rock kit. And if you can imagine a drum set, it's that one drum that's sitting to either the left or the right of the drummer that he hits maybe once or twice during the song. <laughs> it's a big booming thing. Um, and, and the instrumentation is, is much sparser, therefore, than a regular rock album. And at the same time, the interplay of the instruments, uh, it's more central than it could be on a, on a mere quote-unquote acoustic album where it's just a bunch of strummy guitars. So it kind of fits somewhere in the middle there. Um, I, I wanted to do something that was original, and this vision came to me when I was writing this stuff. You know, it'd be really cool to do just a tom, a bass, and a, a mandolin, and a guitar. And uh, that's what happened. So I stuck to that vision, and it uh, came to fruition. And being so, that's where I took the song Jenny. Um, it was the last song I recorded for this project, and it reaps the benefit from having had 10 songs recorded like it uh, before it. And, you know, Jenny will probably be, I'd say it's one of the, the more accessible and likable of the collection, I guess in that pop sensibility kind of way. And the song on the live album, if you remember it, if you've heard it, it was just an acoustic guitar, and it was kind of an afterthought. I hadn't really even planned on playing it that night, I don't think. Um, but there was plenty of room to expand on the idea. So, you know, in the production process, I added a mandolin and a, a walking bass line, and, and where appropriate, that percussion. And I liked the possibility of harmony uh, that I always heard on the song when I would play it by myself. Um, so I like how it came out on this recording. The question I always get with this song is, is uh, what's this song about? You know, it seems, well, it seems pretty direct and focused, but, you know, every song has a story. And, and um, I guess the story with this is there was a period in my life where, you know, I had a lot of acquaintances, but very few good friends and, um, you know, guys and gals alike. And I remember one Sunday, this was back in, I guess, 2003 or so, a, a gal acquaintance of mine that I knew from college just called me up and, and started telling me about everything going on in her life. And about halfway through the conversation, I had this realization that I really didn't know this person at all. And I, I recognized her name and stuff, but I just really didn't know this person. It just didn't seem right, um, like some line was being crossed. And I didn't get a word in edgewise in the conversation. And you know, at the end of the uh, the rant, I thanked her for calling, and um, 
and then I never talked to her again. It kind of bothered me for a while. So when something bothers me, I, I take it to the music, I take it to the guitar, and uh, this song is what came out, you know. And, you know, the second question I get about this song is, who is Jenny? And the answer would be that there really is no one Jenny. She's kind of an, uh, an archetype for um, for an acquaintance who crosses that invisible line <laughs> into friendship, and it's sort of like, I'm not comfortable going there with you. Um, and sometimes, unfortunately, and in, in, uh, I know in my life and in my personal house cleaning, I got to let some of those, um, some of that dead weight go. And that's, I don't know if that's a bad thing or not, but that's where the song comes from. I feel like it, it's a, it's an honest song um, for what it's worth. So that's Jenny. And uh, this is a promotional podcast for Voyage of the Malamander, my new record, which will be coming out in 2010. And let's get into the uh, the second song for the podcast. This song is called Tornado.
Tornado was the ninth track written for Malamander, and it's uh, one of my favorite arrangements of the whole record. Um, I always wanted to write a song that had kind of a cool bass breakdown, and, and there's something really neat about riffs in and of themselves, you know, guitar riffs, but uh, I found that when I was making this record that when when you kind of riff out and there's no drum kit there, you really get the impact of of the notes in a different way. And I think that's the case when everything drops out in the middle of this song after the bridge and you just get uh, this cool bass line. So I, I really like that moment. When I did these songs, I mentioned I, I recorded four-track versions in the uh, vacation cabin up there in uh, Tennessee. And, and um, then I came home and I mixed them uh, primitively in GarageBand, which is... It's a very user-friendly but very basic uh, recording platform. Kind of makes sure that I'm not pulling out any buttons or whistles that are going to color my perception of how good or bad a song is. Um, so once those four-track versions were mixed, I listened to them for a couple days. And, and then what I did next was I, I charted them in a program called Sibelius. And there are other notation programs like Notion or Finale that, that work the same way. Uh, but what I did was I put it down on paper uh, in sheet music, and this allowed me to explore arrangements in a way that I hadn't done before. And, you know, while it's true that music doesn't live on paper, um, but on paper there's this ancient language uh, of music notation, you know, the stuff that the greats use, like Beethoven and Mozart, and they use that to record their music. That's the only way they could do it. The technology wasn't around to have, you know, an iPod or a little recorder. So they, they recorded it on paper. Um, but the other thing, uh, it's on paper, it's really easy to see the clarity of an arrangement. Um, you can see potential voicing problems that are sometimes really easy to cover up in the mixing or the recording process. But what I found was if it's right from the get-go, Mixing and, and recording becomes a matter of unveiling uh, what's already there rather, rather than covering up stuff you don't want to hear. So, and that way, arranging visually was very helpful. So anyway, this song, uh, Tornado, it started uh, when we rode, we rode some roller coasters around the Pigeon Forge area. And one of them had this really cool tornado theme to it. But I, I envisioned, you know, maybe I need to write a song about a tornado and I went to that place, you know, of the Wizard of Oz and, and fantasy writing about, you know, what does a tornado look like? What's its function in, in uh, mythology? And, you know, so I came up with this riff and um, the the intro music to this podcast and the stuff you are going to hear on the outro, uh, that was originally called Tornado Part 2. Um, and this was Tornado Part 1. And, and also that intro music is just called Malamander. It's kind of the theme song for the record, little instrumental break. But anyway... Um, the the last night uh, we were in Tennessee, you know, I had about half of, of the first tornado, the, the song we heard before this, written, and um, we were, we were going to leave in the morning, and I thought, okay, I'm just going to finish it in the morning. And it was very primitive at that point, and um, that night, at about 11:30 uh, in the in, at night, I got a call from my my next door neighbor, and she was pretty distraught. It sounded like. And I asked her what was wrong, and she said there was a problem with our house. And I said, what's the problem? And she said there was water gushing out of our garage. 
And if you know what's in my garage, you know that that's where I, where my recording studio is. And the only plumbing that I have in my garage is the water heater tank for the house. So, you know, what we were all able to conclude with those couple seconds is that the water heater had burst and water was flowing everywhere. And in that moment, you know, I didn't really have a lot of peace. I was very upset, and I, I imagined what was probably going on, and um, that my studio was ruined. I just my brain went there. You know, we did some damage control, and the, the neighbors went over there. And by the time they all got there, everyone on the block was involved. So there's all these strangers in my house, and I'm, you know, 500 miles away. And and um, you know, when you ask a group of people how bad the damage is you're going to get different perspectives. It was really hard to gauge. You know, one person said, oh, water's everywhere and didn't really get specific. Another person said, oh, it's not that bad. You know, and those are two different things for me. And I couldn't figure out what that meant. And and I wouldn't really know how bad it was till I got there myself. I mean, because I built the place and, you know, I'm going to, I know what's in there. I know it intimately well. Um, and I wouldn't know till till I got there. And what we found out was that the tank had burst, and the safety catch pan underneath it had captured most of the leak, with the exception of a little bit that had been sprayed here and there. And it was nothing we couldn't fix um, with a little maintenance, a couple of days of cleanup. But it really could have been much worse. But you know, I realized that for me, I experienced something that was a miracle to me, and and. You know, without getting into religious or spiritual matters, I just say that I'm very grateful for how it turned out. And, you know, that song, Tornado, really goes back to the feeling of, um, in that moment where I couldn't figure out what was going on, I realized there was nothing I can do. Um, all I could do was just sit there and hope for the best. You know, we got through it. That's all I could do was take it in. So that's what Tornado is, and I just want to express... Uh, my gratitude that uh, I still have a studio in spite of a minor disaster. So anyway, uh, we're getting into the end of the podcast. Um, let's talk a little bit about the record, Voyage of the Malamander. It's going to be an 11-song album, uh, all relatively acoustic, uh, but very full range, uh, as well produced as I can make it, and it's uh, something I'm very proud of. But what I'm looking to do now is uh, I want to put the album out in February or March of next year, and I need to raise uh, some money. I need to raise about $1,500 to cover the printing, uh, the artwork and design, and some promotional materials. Um, I'm going to put this out there. If you're interested in becoming an executive producer for the project, meaning you'd like to donate some money to the project to help see it happen, have your name listed in the credits, uh, please email me. Mike at MikeGarrigan.com for details. Uh, I'd love to talk with you about it. Um, and if, if I do fall short of my fundraising goal and I can't get the money together, I'm going to probably opt for a digital release, which is all fine and good, um, but just kind of makes it hard to sell it at the shows. So we'll have to figure that out. But uh, I want to put it out, and I'd like to ask for some help uh, to anyone who'd like to offer it. And finally... Um, I'd really love to hear from you, uh, the listener. If you have any questions for me about this project or anything in general about the goings-on in, in my world as a musician, um, I'd love to answer them in a public forum like the podcast uh, on the next show. And I hope to air that on January 15th. So please email me your questions and concerns and comments and thoughts 
Mike at MikeGarrigan.com. And I'd love to uh, answer your question on the next show. Um, So again, um, we're going to wrap up uh, three shows uh, in December. First, December 18th, Friday, Athenaeum, The Blind Tiger, Greensboro. Second, December 19th, Charlotte, North Carolina, Athenaeum, plays Amos's South End. And finally, December 26th, Mark Cano, Mike Garrigan, acoustic duo at the Lincoln Theater in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, check MikeGarrigan.com, the shows section for further details, or you can also go to those venues' websites for information. Also, the two songs featured on this podcast, Jenny and Tornado, uh, are available on a widget on MikeGarrigan.com. You can go to my website and listen to these songs individually outside of the podcast so you don't have to keep rewinding it if that's your thing. Um, And also you can post uh, this widget on your favorite social networking site. Um, And the next show will feature uh, two new songs from the record as well as answers to your questions. So with that, have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And uh, let me know how you're doing. I'd love to hear from you. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.